Hello, welcome to You Don't Know Mojack, episode 001, Black Flag, Nervous Breakdown. I'm Ryan. I'm Brant. We're here to talk about the very first release in the SST catalog. This one's a monster. For a first release, it pretty much sets the stage for a lot of good stuff to come. So why don't we start talking about... Let's talk about how it came to be. Like, it wasn't intentional. They didn't set out to start a record label. It was kind of born out of necessity. Yeah. We should talk about Black Flag. History Lesson, Part 1. Started by Greg Ginn in Hermosa Beach. Yeah. They were originally called Panic, and they started, I think, around 1978. Late 70s, for sure, yeah. Started by Greg Ginn, and I'm pretty sure Chuck Dukowski came in second on bass. And then Keith Morris, both of those guys, I believe, were both from Hermosa Beach as well. Keith Morris on vocals, and they were rounded out by Brian Migdahl on drums. Started off called Panic, and I think they were still called Panic when they recorded the album. It's important to note there was no real hardcore punk at that time. Like, they were playing shows with bands like X, The Bags, Fear... They were, like, I would say one of the first kind of hardcore bands. What about DOA? Would they be before DOA? Probably around the same time. I don't know if DOA was touring yet, though, or had an album out. Yeah, because I think DOA, maybe it was, like, before DOA, the Skulls or something like that. But I think they were pretty contemporary, but maybe didn't know about each other yet. Yeah, but not a real hardcore influence either. Like, I don't know if that sound was fully developed yet of hardcore at that time. I hear in both of those early releases, like Disco Sucks by DOA and this, I hear a little bit of, like, almost like a Sex Pistols influence. Oh, yeah, they they rock. I, I hear Johnny Rotten influence on both of the vocalists as well joey shithead and and keith morris for sure yeah for sure i i agree with that fully this is this is when they didn't know they were hardcore yet yeah but they were much younger than most of the i'm talking about black flag now they were much younger than uh most of those other bands i mentioned that they were playing with they were still teenagers and a lot of those people like x were you know probably well into their 20s by that point so wait, I just want to ask you though, you mentioned the drummer's name. I've never heard that drummer's name before. Brian Migdahl? Well, I know, I know they had, you know, Robo, Bill Stevenson, Chuck Biscuits. Who's that guy? He actually played on the album. And Keith mentions this in his book, My Damage. He uh, specifically says, it's always rubbed him the wrong way that Greg Ginn took Brian's name off of the EP and listed Robo as the drummer. I don't think it's on the actual EP, but I think they list them on the first four years. They say Robo played drums, but in fact it was oh, yeah. it was Brian Migdahl. They don't even list uh, Dukowski on the single. And he was he was also already playing in the band Worm at that time, which I didn't know. Chuck Dukowski? Yeah, I didn't know Worm predated Black Flag. Yeah, they've got a, a single and an LP on SST, which we'll get to eventually. Yeah, but I didn't know they were around at the, they were around at that time. So they predated it. So they cut the tracks at Media Art, which ended up being used, I think, for a lot of the SST releases. Was that in Hermosa Beach Media Art Studios? Do you know? Yeah, it says right there. Recorded at Media Art Studio Hermosa Beach, January nineteen seventy eight. Yeah. It was supposed to come out on Bomp, and Greg Shaw couldn't come up with the money. 
The band changed their name from Panic to Black Flag after they found out there was a UK punk band called Panic. And Raymond Pettibone, Greg's brother, who did a lot of the art for Black Flag and some of the other SST bands, came up with the name Black Flag. Greg, at the age of 13, who was kind of a, you know, by all accounts, a little bit of a genius, was really into ham radios. And he had this SST uh, solid state tuners or transmitters. And they were like a little box that you plugged into your ham radio. And it kind of boosted the signal. And he had this business going building these things. I think Keith Morris worked for him. And he started this when he was 13. Apparently had a, a zine too called The Novice that he shipped out, I think, like all around the country. And you can still get these things on eBay. And the interesting thing is they all have the SST logo on them, just like the ones that you see on the records. I think when he decided to start the label, he just kind of transferred the name and the logo over to the record label, maybe because he like owned a business license under SST records. I'm not really sure how that happened, but in one of the books, Spray Paint the Walls, he talks about how he just opened up the phone book and looked up record pressing plant and found one and pressed up a bunch of records and started the label. It's a pretty good first release for like uh, that is everything coming together. Just, I mean, in hindsight, perfectly. At ba- but back then, probably just making, oh, I'm sure, just making it up as you went. It's pretty, pretty insane when you look back and think on it now. But it says it was recorded in '78. Yeah. It wasn't released though until later. What, right? Yeah, almost. I think 18 months later or something like that. Just because of all the you know, waiting around for Bomp to commit to, to putting it out. And who actually recorded it? Because it, I, I thought it was Spot, but it wasn't. Spot comes in later, I think. Uh, it says engineer Dave Tarling, who yeah. has, uh, he's been on some other SST recordings as well. We'll see his name again. But I'm pretty sure Spot was also a house engineer at Media Art. May have been present. I, I had heard that Greg Ginn had already met him by this point. Apparently Spot worked in a vegan restaurant and they met there. That's maybe how Greg heard of Media Art as a place to record. Not too sure how that uh, all transpired. Yeah, Spot ended up being like a, not just the house engineer for recording for lots of the SST catalog, but I think like a touring sound man and road manager for a while too. Yeah, I'm probably a bit of a producer as well. So let's talk about the tracks on the 7-inch. History lesson, part two. First is Nervous Breakdown. Takes up all of side one. Yep. At just under, just under three minutes. It's funny when he dropped the needle on that song... Now, you listen to that, just the way that uh, the guitar is attacked and the tone, it is so, I mean, it's it's famous to us. It's not famous to everyone else, but it's uh, it's iconic, right? It's all, it's all the down picking. You can hear a lot of Johnny Ramone influence, I think, in Greg's guitar playing at that point. It was before at he, that point. Yeah, it was before he got into like Mahavishnu Orchestra and started playing insane guitar guitar solos. Like there's no real guitar solos on the the EP, which is the first thing that struck me. Like I said, after sitting down to actually like kind of analyze it almost, I don't really think about it in those terms when I'm listening to it, but I, you know, listening to it to record this, I actually thought about it while I was listening to it. And uh, that's one of the things that grabbed me is because I kind of think of that being Greg Ginn's sound, just an insane shredder on the guitar. Yeah. Well, I mean, very rarely have I sat down and analyzed anything Black Flag. It's been mostly you know, more of a visceral type of thing. I know when I would have heard this for the first time when I was a kid, I, I would not have been saying, gosh, you know, 
not many solos in those songs, you yeah. know, it would have been, it would have been, wow. Like I've never heard anything like that. And I want to hear more. Keith's vocals re- are really good. They kind of grab his you. Vocals, his vocals are, you know what? They're always really good. Uh, there are some, there's some circle jerks records where it's not the greatest for me, but anything black flag is killer. Most of the circle jerk stuff is killer. All of the off stuff is killer. Yeah. He's fantastic. I'm pretty sure I've heard Henry Rollins say on several occasions that he thinks Keith is the best singer in Black Flag. Of course, it's Henry, but uh, we'll get to that later. So what's what? What's the second track? So we're flipping it over now. Yeah, so now it, now it has, there's three more songs. This is a four-song EP. Three songs. Fix Me is next at 55 seconds. And that, that is another powerhouse in yep. under a minute. I love the Rise Above compilation for the West Memphis Three where, with uh, Iggy singing it. It's really awesome. It's a perfect song for Iggy Pop to sing. It is too. And Iggy is also like one of my favorite vocalists of all time too with Keith Morris. So it was really fitting to hear that for sure. What's next? Next is I've Had It at a minute 20, which is um, it's probably like it's still really good. Probably my least favorite yep. on this one. I'm surprised they picked that one because they also recorded during the same sessions, Revenge, Gimme, 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 Police Story, Depression, Clocked In, and I think a second version of Wasted. And I would say all of those songs are stronger than, than that one. They must have known they were going to yeah, put out. It's, it's not the strongest song, but it would put it in context though, like four songs in a row and I've had it as second last. It does fit in there, you know, and it's pretty hard to criticize anything on it if what you're criticizing is I've had it. Yeah. Which is which is a killer song as well, but it's just not my personal favorite on this EP. Yeah, I I just think if you want if they really wanted to come out swinging, you know, I would have gone with like depression myself, but I think they came I think they came out swinging. Yeah. All right, what's I last? Think even, okay, last last one is wasted. I like the Circle Jerks version better. Always have. I would have to agree with that. I got to ask, do you know what nebbed out means? I've always wanted to know. Nebbed out? Nebbed out. Like the, the, the lyric? Yeah. No, I don't know. I just used to I just used to like this song because I used to skateboard and it, it references skateboarding in it and I was like, yeah, that's me. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and that's it. That's the uh, the EP. So is it is it time for the ballot result? We should probably talk about the cover art. Pretty iconic. Oh yeah, yeah. No, we can't. We can't miss that because this is really like this is the first Pettibone, right? Yep. This is. It's not the first one, but it's the first one that you see. It's the cover. Not only do you have the iconic Black Flag logo, which Raymond Pettibone created, and uh, and you were mentioning too. There's actually a YouTube video, like a half an hour, twenty minute spot on uh, Raymond Pettibone, and you. You guys should check that out because it's yeah. really cool about... It's called The History of Black Flag, but it's really all about, mostly about Pettibone. Yeah, no, it's yeah. really about how that that artwork was like uh, so influential back then for little punk kids growing up on the West Coast. And then people who didn't live there who would still see the art, like whether it's yeah. in records or for people bringing flyers back or whatever about just how... Like provocative it in- was. Yeah, his images were yeah. were so striking, yep. and this one is uh, is no exception. With looks like uh, 
a teenager being held at bay in the corner by someone holding a chair. I always thought it was a teacher in a classroom. Could be, yeah. Yep. And you know, there's a blackboard there. Yep. There's a blackboard there, so I can I can see that. We're and gonna we're the, gonna post this stuff on our Instagram, by the way. So you can find us on Instagram. Check it out. We'll be posting uh, as much of the artwork as we can. What's the back cover look like? The back cover is a drawing of five women or girls. Um, it looks like at like at a police lineup. Some of them have their clothing torn off, and they're either screaming or crying. And um, it's almost like the the blind has been lifted, and they can see through, and they can see uh, the other side of the mirror or whatever. And it's yeah. it's it's the guy who did it or something like that. Yeah, the thing about I think it's Henry Rollins is talking in that documentary we were mentioning about how there was just piles and piles of artwork just laying everywhere around like SST offices or Raymond studio. I can't remember which, if he had a studio at that point and they would just grab whatever they wanted and use it on posters. And it, it's been a while since I watched it, but I think they talk a little bit about the falling out between Greg and Raymond and about how, uh, not, they messed with some of his, loose, they messed with his nut. art. Yeah. Yeah. We got We got to save that for All the right. loose nut episode. We're a ways away from that. No kidding. Ballot result. Well, what's what's the ballot result? You got to go with nervous breakdown. I think. Really, I would pick "Fix Me." Really? Yeah, that's that's my favorite tune. Yeah, it might be You're your it of, might be your favorite, but it's not as iconic. It's not okay. I defer. You have to take that into account. I think is the the uh, it's not. It, I don't think the ballot result can just be about personal favorites. Sometimes it can be. If you feel so passionately about it that uh, I will also I, defer I, at times, but I think the the importance of the song and, and no, I change my mind. If I if I'm making a mixtape, I want the first song on side one to be Nervous Breakdown. Yep. I'm with you. All right. Well, with that, I think we can wrap up the uh, first episode of the You Don't Know Mojack podcast. Thanks for tuning in this week. What are we talking about next week, Ryan? Uh, next week is going to be SST002, which is Miniman Paranoid Time. And that is another monster of the 70s. Yeah. All right. We hope uh, you can all tune in for that. And thanks for listening. 